0: News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Julian Quell, The top stories. The chief executive says Hong Kong residents who wish to travel will have to get vaccinated, but gives no details. A private residential housing block in tai Kok Shui is locked down overnight due to a suspected case of a mutant strain of COVID-19. And an NGO calls on the government to take over the building of transitional housing for people on the public housing waiting list. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the government will require Hong Kong residents to get vaccinated against COVID-19 if they wish to travel to the mainland or overseas. Mrs Lam did not give details, nor did she explain whether unvaccinated people would be banned from leaving Hong Kong, or whether they would just have to undergo quarantine upon returning. Violet Wong has more. Writing on her Facebook page, Mrs. Lam said vaccination will be a must for Hong Kongers wanting to travel to mainland China or abroad. She said this was to make sure they wouldn't bring the virus back into the SAR. Mrs. Lam also pointed out that the European Union will, from July, be using a vaccine passport so people can move freely within the bloc. She said she believed similar measures would be put in place in other parts of the world later on. Earlier, the expert panel that advises the government on COVID-19 vaccines said it was hard to foresee the SAR achieving herd immunity against the virus by the end of the year. The panel's convener, Professor Wallace Lau, noted the city's inoculation rate still stood at less than 20%, three months after the vaccination programme began. Experts think 70% would provide herd immunity against covid Professor Lau said vaccine hesitancy was a factor, but vaccines were not to blame for any of the serious adverse events seen here. I don't know actually whether we will reach the 70% by the end of the year, say for example, but I very much like everyone actually to work together towards this goal. And I think at the moment, a lot of us actually have hesitancy about the vaccines, primarily because of, you know, the safety profile of these vaccines, etc. And we have recently just released the data to tell you that, in fact, especially for the more serious, what we call adverse events, there is no definite association between those and the uh, administration of the vaccine. A private residential block in Tai Kok Choy has been placed under overnight lockdown after a domestic helper living there became an untraceable, preliminary positive case with a mutated strain of COVID-19. All residents of Tower 6 at Island Harbour View are required to undergo mandatory testing after authorities cordoned off the area at 8pm. Francis Sitt reports. Health officials said the 46-year-old helper visited Pakistan with her former employer's family in early February and returned on April the 3rd. After spending 21 days in quarantine at a Ramada Harbour View hotel in Poon, the woman stayed at her former employer's residence in Cheng Yi from April the 24th to 29th. She subsequently moved into her new employer's home in Kok Chon. Officials said two tests the helper did in late April and early May both came back negative, but a test she did on Saturday under a mandatory testing order found her to be preliminary positive. Meanwhile, a nurse who works at a community vaccination center at the Kunchung Sports Center has also tested preliminary positive. But the center's medical director told RTHK that citizens who took a job there shouldn't be deemed as close contacts, as all staff wore masks and face shields. Health officials have reported two new COVID-19 infections, one of which was locally acquired from an unknown source and involves a 39-year-old domestic helper who arrived in Hong Kong in February. She had stayed in the Yamate flat with several domestic helpers as well as at her employer's flat in Kowloon Tong. The imported case involves a 20-year-old man from the US. A grassroots organisation is calling on the government to take charge of building transitional housing for people waiting for public flats instead of letting non-profit groups do the job. The Society for Community Organisation made the appeal as it showcased its modular social housing project, which will provide 140 units on vacant land in Changsha Wan. In the first for modular housing projects in urban areas, the Yinghua module community development also provides units for families of four more people. Here's community organiser Zilai Shan. The waiting time for public housing for those bigger families is longer than other families. It's expensive for them to have a bigger house. Once there are many more members but the space is small so they will be harsher for them and especially for children they don't even have space to do their homework. The project is expected to be completed in the first quarter of next year with applications open later this year. You are listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past eleven. The Civil Service Secretary Patrick Nip has admitted to confusion over the administration's U-turn on suspending quarantine-free entry to Hong Kong from Guangdong for SAR residents, saying officials would learn from the experience to avoid any future misunderstanding. Yesterday, the Centre for Health Protection announced it would upgrade the risk level for the entire province after a recently confirmed case in Guangzhou. But hours later, state leader and former Hong Kong chief executive CY Lun criticized the move on social media. The government backed down, classifying a single building in the city's Wan district as medium risk instead of the whole province. Some of China's top long-distance runners are believed to be among 21 athletes who died in extreme weather during a 100-kilometer race. The BBC's Michael Bristow reports. The Chinese runner Liang Jing is thought to be one of those to have died on this mountainous and at times high-altitude course in Gansu province. He's been described as one of the world's best endurance athletes. He and the others were caught up in a sudden change in weather which saw plummeting temperatures, freezing rain and high winds. Some of the competitors messaged for help. The race was abandoned and a rescue effort launched. Local organisers have apologised for the deaths but there's anger that they didn't foresee possible bad weather and prepare for it. A mountain cable car has plunged to the ground in northern Italy, killing at least 12 people. Alpine rescue services are on site. The BBC's Mark Lowen has more details. The cable car was reportedly nearing the end of its almost 1,500-metre climb from Lake Maggiore in northwest Italy up to the Alps when it plunged to the ground, killing most of those on board and seriously injuring two children. It took a rescue team some time to reach the site of the disaster, given its height. It's not yet known what caused the accident, but some reports suggest a rope failed. The cable car had reopened less than a month ago after the Covid lockdown and had been closed for two years from 2014 for restoration work. The Indian Olympic medalist Shushal Kumar has been arrested by police in Delhi in connection with the murder of a 23-year-old wrestler in the capital. The BBC's Juma reports. Wrestler Sushil Kumar took bronze in the Beijing Olympics, then silver in London in 2012. But this month he's been on the run, with the police offering a big reward for information leading to his arrest. Eyewitnesses suggest that he and some of his friends attacked three younger athletes outside a Delhi stadium. All three needed hospital treatment. One, Sagar Dankar, a former junior national wrestling champion, later died. Mr. Kumar denies wrongdoing, saying he didn't cause any of the young men's injuries. Reports from Belarus say the authorities have forced a Ryanair flight carrying an opposition journalist to land in Minsk in order to arrest him. Roman Tservich played a key role in the protests against the re-election of the authoritarian leader Alexander Lukashenko. This report from the BBC's Risto Pico. Independent media says the plane was overflying Belarus when it received a message about an alleged bomb threat and was told to land in Minsk. Mr. Protasevich, who in theory could face the death penalty, is said to be held at the airport there. He is the founder of NextUp, an online news channel that's reported on police brutality during the protest against the re-election of President Lukashenko. The government alleges he's a terrorist. Opposition leaders have described the forced landing as a clear case of hijacking and have warned that no one who overflies Belarus is safe. To sport, and on the final day of the English Premier League season, the new champions, Manchester City, finish off at home to Everton, while runners-up Manchester United go to Wolves. Chelsea, Liverpool, and Leicester City are looking for the last two slots available for European Champions League qualification. Here's the BBC's John Murray. On the day the new champions Manchester City will be presented with the Premier League trophy, the focus will be on who will claim the remaining places in next season's European club competitions. Manchester United are already confirmed as runners-up. If Chelsea win at Aston Villa, they will finish third. And Liverpool would claim the final Champions League place with a win against Crystal Palace at Anfield. Apart from the unlikely scenario where Leicester also win and overturn Liverpool's goal difference advantage of four. But were either Chelsea or Liverpool to slip up, Leicester would finish in the top four with a home victory over Tottenham. And all of those games kicked off about ten minutes ago. Finally, Vax Verstappen has won the Monaco Grand Prix for the first time in his career, with Carlos Sainz second and Lando Norris third. Verstappen now leads the Formula One Drivers' Championship. And that's the news from RTHK.
1: We're back in the White Room with Black Curtains. Station. Stay. we <laughs>